Hi, welcome to Stamistrops. My name is William Levin and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all perspectives. I will be talking to people who stammer, people who are in the stammering field and people who just have a general interest in the topic. So today's guest, I came across on TikTok and I've only just found out that the video that I came across was his first video that he's ever managed to stammer. And I'm quite savvy when it comes to finding stammer people on social media because I quickly slide into their DMs. However, this one was vice versa. So Ethan saw that I had followed him and he messaged me straight away. And it was spooky because I was literally drafting a message when he was reaching out to me. So Ethan, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me on. I was going so can you just introduce yourself and tell the viewers what you do for a living? Yeah, so I'm Ethan, I'm 18 and I'm an, a- an aviation enthusiast. I currently work in a cafe at my local airport, but I am starting my two-week cabin crew training in probably just under a month. Um, so yeah, that's a bit about me. I don't really know what else to say. I don't really talk about myself much I don't want to seem like big and all that so <laughs> and that's so it's, so it's really cool that you're starting a cabin training for tree I am a massive uh, plane geek like I absolutely love aviation and it was really funny how this weekend um, when I was recording before we record first I was out dog with my dog and I was recording a TikTok just to announce something and I was just watching this guy and because I'm quite in the Heathrow, I saw a plane take off and I just posted and so me being me just got out plane radar, flight radar and just saw when I posted it, my story saying BA777 Heathrow to San Francisco and my friend responded to me was like oh do you do you love planes too? I was like yes are you? And it was just the funniest thing. And, but it's a really fascinating sort of in, role because it's quite public speaking facing. Like you're talking to a lot of customers, but also like you may have tiredness. You may, you, you'll cover a lot of emotions doing that job. So I'm really curious to find out more about that. We'll talk about that in further detail further along the episode. So let's talk about your stammer. When did you first realise you had a stammer and how was it when you were at a young age? I've had it all my life. I've been in and out of speech therapy from a very, very young age. But at that age, I guess you don't really know what's going on in the world. You couldn't really care less. So I didn't really know when I was young, you know, four or five. I didn't really know. Or even up to like year, year four, year five, I still didn't really kind of clock. So... For me, it was quite easy in my younger life. It got more difficult as it went on. But, um, yeah, I, honestly, I was just, I didn't even notice it. At, you know, you, when you're four, five, six, you're a little kid, you don't notice, you don't really care. So, for me, personally, it was quite easy until my teenage years. And then it kind of got difficult and from there on in, yeah. And and how sort of severe was your stammer like? When I was growing up, my stammer was very, very severe and I could barely form a sentence without stammering massively throughout the sentence. How was your stammer 
when you were um, at school? As far as I'm aware, it, at that sort of young age, it wasn't too bad. Um, I, I could speak sentences, but I may stammer once or twice in them. It was never like too bad, which I was lucky. But yeah, um, it, it got bad if I was nervous or something, then it would really change. But I'm sure you know, I've seen much about that as well. When you're nervous or you're tired, it, it gets worse. But mine was never too, too bad. Oh, and did you have speech therapy growing up? I did, yeah. All the way through my like younger years, I was in and out. I think it was twice a week at some points I was in and out of it, so I've always had it. And then again in school, I'd have extra, extra, extra ones on top, so I, I always had it. Yeah, like I was talking to someone today at work about how I had speech therapy for the first 10 years of my life, and then sort of the early years at secondary school. And then there's sort of a flaw within the system that you don't really get helps. Right? There's not that much speech therapy between like secondary school until like you're a young adult going to, like there's there's a missing section of speech therapy. Which I f- and I've only just come to notice that recently. And the more people I've spoken to and like the more speech therapists I've spoken to is that they realized the same is that there is a gap for speech therapy and for people going through secondary school but also that's sort of a prime stage for like people because that's when like bullying may start or like people may their kids are getting more confident and like it sort of clicks more like things they know what they're talking about clicks more with them and that's really it, it is tough, like knowing that there are people going through secondary school. Like every, nearly every guest I've spoken to with a stammer, they've always said secondary school was their peak worst time for their stammer. Yes. Have you had speech therapy since school? I haven't, no. Mine actually stopped when I was year, I think it was year eight or year nine. I was lucky enough to have this person that came into my school. And she did it, but apart from that, no. Yeah, and like so, I went to that. So I went to a school for people with learning difficulties, and then I went to a college of four thousand students. So my anxiety just went. Yeah. And then that's when I went to the Michael Palin Centre, and it was a two-week intensive course for people my age at the time of like doing that transition between like school, college, but also. Just learning about it, a the big wide world about stammering, and I think it is tough. Speech therapy is different for everyone. Like I may have a technique that may work for me, however, you may have a technique that works for you but may not work for myself. Do you still use some of your techniques that you got taught in speech therapy, or have I've you heard... sort of found your own rhythm? I've... Yeah, I, I personally don't. I I feel like the ones that I had. They helped for like a, a year, maybe max, and then they kind of wore out. They weren't really permanent ones that I could use. So I kind of just found my own technique and kind of gone on from there. But to be honest, I don't really have much of a technique myself. But I think that's just because over, over the years, my stammer's got less and less. So then I feel, I've just felt like I didn't really need to find, find the technique. If it was to get bad again, then I, yeah, I'd go and search for one again. Yeah. I would love 
to talk well love sort of a wrong word for this bit of the podcast but I would love to talk about a time that you struggled with your stomach but also how you've learned from that situation and what you sort of come to realize as well I'm going to join all all of your other guests and say that secondary school was the worst time and um, I found that I spent most of my years being picked on taking the mickey out of and then it got to the point where I just didn't talk I, I refused to talk uh, in class or to teachers unless they were unless I was like a one-to-one with a teacher um so that is that was definitely the worst time uh, what I've learned from that though is that there's people out there that try to get you down you've got to just pick yourself up and ignore them you know because at the end of the day if you're born with something why why let them get you and I very quickly well I say quickly it wasn't quite quick but I I I came to learn that to embrace it and and just accept as part of me and kind of move on it took it did take time I'm not gonna lie to you secondary school was horrible well it was my worst time um and then like my nerves would go out the roof so the stamina would get worse anxiety went up everything went up so this the stamina just got worse um especially in like year nine when I was at the peak of the bullying it was horrible um yeah it was very very tough yeah I can relate to that like it is tough like the thing I always say is that you can making, let's say, bullying is just cruel, but if you made fun of someone with glasses, they could wear contact lenses to sort of help that bullying. Someone with a stammer, we can't disguise a stammer. You're sort of bullying someone to be afraid of using their voice, and no one should ever feel afraid of using their voice. Yeah. And I think that's for a bit that people don't, because... It's crazy what percentage of people think it's okay to make fun of someone with a stammer. But yeah. actually, how would you feel if we were making fun of your voice and you were afraid of speaking in fear of how other people would react yeah. to what you were saying? Has there been any particular moment that just clearly sticks with you, thinking that was when my stammer just wasn't the best? Yeah, um, so I was in this class with these group of people, I won't obviously say who, but I was in a class with them and um, I was having some problems at home at, at the time. So obviously I was already anxious, nervous, everything was already out the roofs. And I went into this class. It had been an all right day at school, but something had happened. And um, it was like at the end of the day, I was getting tired and my stammer, the whole lesson was horrendous. And then it just got to the point where these people decided they was going to get up and beatbox, but take the mickey out, out of exactly what I, what I was doing. So the exact word that I was trying to say, they were like beatboxing and stuff. That that was it. That's when I just, and that is in, stuck with me forever. Like ever since, no matter what I'm trying to do, that one moment does not go. Yeah. It, I... it, it actually, I actually then, like I said, I, I then just didn't speak. I chose not to speak for weeks, months. I would only speak to teachers if it was just me and the teacher. And I learned just to talk to like my my close friends. But if I saw anyone else on their way to me, I'd stop talking. I was so 
afraid of opening my mouth in case something happened that yeah I just became like a mute and didn't talk it is sad and no I I had because I'm my name being William my name would be at the end of the register and like the whole class would just be so snappy just saying their names and it, then it would just be my name and then it would just go and then especially my name being at the end of the register I would stammer and those seconds just felt like minutes and but also like kids said what's wrong with your voice why can't you say your own name and I had one moment a few years ago there was one time at the tube station where I asked for help they didn't help me as such and I had to go back again and then I asked for help again I was late for a meeting so my stammer was already quite bad because of like the anxiety and he rolled his eyes when I stammered and he also told me to F off and this was a TFL staff member and no one came to me after this happened and TFL did nothing about the case they didn't even refund my ticket and there was one instant when I was looking for apprenticeships I went to this apprenticeship provider where you sort of join their books to help them find different roles and we were doing a group task and I never stammered saying my name now and I stammered saying William and the one of the other candidates said why can't you say your own name even if you can't say your own name how will you be able to work in 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 a job if you can't say your own name and I the adrenaline that I got from that one comment just made me think you know I deserve this way more than you do you and it was really interesting how the assessor picked it up and they saw how I reacted and they said he's not got through because of what he did to you but you should never say to someone why can't you say, say your own name you would never be able to get a job that is the worst one yeah that is the worst thing to ever say to someone is why can't you say your own name like... plus, plus mid job interview like mid assessment day and yeah. I wasn't sad at all I was revved up like literally I could have I was wasn't steaming with angles literally just like you know let's get first and, and it was just really weird but I would now love to talk to you about your job and I would love to know how your stammer affects you in your everyday scenarios like how your stammer how you find your stammer like working in the cafe but also the whole cabin crew process like have you mentioned your stammer and how are you feeling about your stammer doing that job because it's a very customer facing role yeah so Terry aren't aware of it as it stands um it's not something i felt like they needed to know right now yeah um, so I've, I've i've left it but i'm sure as time goes on they'll come to pick up on it in certain parts and it'll be sorted but in the cafe right now um it's actually not too too bad like the group of people that i work with they they're great they understand they listen they never jump in they know how to do with it and it's great because then you can have an atmosphere in a workplace where you can feel comfortable to talk which is great especially in a job like that when you're constantly talking to new people uh, or regulars or or 
pilots or anyone like you know you've got to be able to so sometimes it's difficult especially if I've got asked like an extra question or try and upsell that's when my stammer will always kick in and it's, it's always like that one bit it's like oh would you like sugar with your tea I'll always stammer there um that's like the worst one they always look at me and they're like waiting and waiting it's like I know that like, they're waiting but it oh it feels like forever that you're saying that one thing yeah um, and with cabin crew yes I am probably a little bit scared with it but I'm sure that again I'll be able to make a bond with the crew that you can then sort of go oh, okay it's not it's not too bad um it's the passengers I'm scared about especially the ones that obviously are going abroad so they may be a little bit drunk they may have a few to drink that's when I can start to think oh actually they may take the mick or or they may not take the mick but they may say something I I don't know so that that one there does kind of get to me a bit but um I'm just trying and, to em embrace it and push on and just show to people that it doesn't matter if you amazing. can talk you can talk whether you say a letter five times or you say a letter once so I absolutely love that so that's a really good thing but also hats off to you like it's I find listening to a team presentation anxiety mad but not the fact of doing a public facing role like it's weird to like I am like I don't I only stand on like certain letters like certain words like some people I know didn't realise that I stammered until I told them that I stammered. And that always surprised me because I think we stammer in our heads way more than we actually stammer. And like, it's really like those milliseconds of like whenever we stammer, we feel like everyone's waiting on that yeah. one word. However, but that word is only point two of a seconds longer and it's not a big deal. And, and I think we, we just play mind games with ourselves that it is a big deal do you know how many flights like you would be doing per day or does it literally depend um, on like... it Shit. all depends but because i'll probably start off on short haul let's say for example uh on a say on a tuesday i could go from here to edinburgh to then uh somewhere in france to then back so that's what three that's three flights. Then the, the the next day, I could then get another three flights. So it could be like four days on, four days off with non-stop flights. So I'm going to be very tired, which is the worst bit that I'm... That's the bit I'm scared about because when I'm tired, the, it, yeah. the stammer is so much worse than... Well, to me, it, it, it seems worse, but um, we'll, we'll see. Plus, I think you would just adapt to it as well. Like I think you, you'll just adapt like... Is interesting like, seeing how our world sort of adapts, like our stem adapts to certain situations. But I would also love to you love to talk to you about your TikTok channel because we've had a guest on Mimi Darling Beauty, who's a absolute gem, and we were talking about how her stem video went viral, and it has. When I last checked, it had forty million views on it of her going wow. through a drive-through. But now I think it basically it's just gone through the roof. And now her following's over two million and she does lots of stammer awareness and she does kindness. She goes in, she basically holds a sign, which is very, very brave. 
holds a sign saying, I, I stammer, let's have a chat. And that is a really fat, and I'm like, oh, I can never do that. I found it really hard doing a self-video in public the other day, and I had to record myself for a video um, a few weeks ago, and it took me 16 attempts. No, Literally, no. my manager found it with all the bloopers, the funniest thing. Literally, my brain just was like, I can't record myself. If someone recorded me, that's fine. Yeah. Like, when I'm reading off something, or if I know what I'm going to say, no. So, what made you first talk about your stammer? Like, what had people commented saying, oh, do you have a stammer? Or did you just stop? Did you just want to be open about it? I got a um, comment. I was midway through doing a Q&A. You know how people post it and then they comment and you answer it? Yeah. I was midway through doing one of those and I must have stammered. I, I used to try really hard to not, so I would film it so many times so that I wouldn't stammer or it wasn't noticeable. And I must have like just not kind of realised that I had. And this this person picked up on it and said, oh, do you have a stammer? Um, I have one. And I thought, oh, well, if you have one, you will understand. So that's when I sort of opened up about it and said, yes, I do. And then that's the video that you saw, I'm pretty sure. And then from there, I've had questions and questions and really? questions. But it, it's all been great. Like, questions are like, oh, um, how do you plan to fly? Like, people are actually intrigued. Like, and they always put, like, no hate. Because obviously, there's a lot of hate that people get around it. And I've noticed a lot of people, when they ask, they actually put no hate. Because you, you have to ask a question in a certain way. And obviously then, to some people that come across as hate. And so, but TikTok's been amazing. Like, it's been great, so. That's good. And did you gain new followers from that video from when you talked about your stammer? I, uh, from that one, I gained a few. But to me, it wasn't about numbers. It was just about people actually knowing and understanding. But to answer, to answer you, yes, I, I have gained... From that one, I gained a few. And then from the others that I've also obviously answered, I've gained a couple more. But it's not about numbers. No. At that point, I didn't really care. I just wanted yeah. people to know and they could understand. But as it has been growing, now, yes, I would like to raise awareness. So, Well, you're doing a great job. And like, it's just great to see like, people in all different works of life, like in aviation or beauty or like, who knows whatever it, whatever workplace you work in, just showing that having stammered doesn't hold you back. And like, no. it is your voice. Like, let your voice embrace you. Like, embrace your voice. Yeah. And you got a voice to be heard, so let it be heard. If you stammer or don't stammer. And like, when you think about it, what is fluency? Like, what is a definition of clear fluency? Like, we all mumble in our words. We all stammer at some point. Like, what is? Yeah. What is fluency? And it's, I posted a video of me waiting for a phone call. And like, hello is a very hard thing for me to say. And I was filming myself. So I thought, you know what? Let's just record myself. Not really expecting it to do that well because I hadn't built up my following. Like, it had got 100 likes, but like, on I posted on Instagram Reels as well. The yeah. combined, I think it's had around 5,000 views. 
which yeah, is crazy. Yeah. And then there's like about 5,000 more people learning about stammering. Like this podcast has been listened to in over 50 countries, which is wow. just amazing to think yeah. that people stammer in all those countries. Now you sort of forget that it's quite a solo thing. Like when you stammer, you think you're the only person going through it. However, there's people all over the world who stammer. And that's why I've launched the community side of the podcast to show that no matter where you are in um, the world, someone else is stammering as well. And you can talk to other people who stammer. And now I would love to move on to does how has your stomach been for the pandemic? Like mine deteriorated, like then I started working from home, mine got bad, but then over time it, it's made my, st- my stomach the strongest it's ever been. How has your stomach been affected by the pandemic? Joe, I think I've been one of the lucky ones in the sense that my stomach is actually going, or well, it, it was, and then we'll see it's come back slightly, but I, I've got to a point where I could talk like for ages and I wouldn't summer at all but I think that's because I, I spent the lockdown working on myself and rebuilding myself from what had happened in the past I spent so long on it where I, where I spent so long dwelling on the past being upset about the past being upset about what had happened and not wanting to talk so then having this bunch of time where we were just at home couldn't do much and then that's where I just learned that actually, if I spend the rest of my life like this, I'm never going to talk. I'm never going to want to talk. I'm never going to want to put myself out out there. So I, I spent months, you know, learning to love myself, embrace it, learning to be confident and all of that stuff. So it was tough, but we got through it. And then oh, I feel like I'm, I, I feel so much better for it. And I, I, I am one of the, lucky ones a lot of people like yourself say it got worse because of an- nervousness or anxiety or stuff like that so for me I'm grateful that I had the people around me at the time to build me up and get me there like my best mate he was incredible if it weren't for him I probably wouldn't have got through like that that school time I probably would have left so for oh. him he 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 probably doesn't know it but it was thanks to him that I'm now kind of here. Like two, two, two years ago, I would never have come on this podcast because I wouldn't have wanted to talk. So through that two years, he's uh, he he doesn't know it, but hopefully he he will see this. Or if not, I'll send it to him because uh, honestly, it's thanks to him that um, he's done it. Incredible. Wow. It's so nice to hear. Like we all have someone who has in inspired us and helped us and motivated us. And it's just such a lovely thing to see the community just come alive. And I'm just really touched by your story, just by how sort of just how comfortable you are with your stomach and like you don't let it phase you at all. So hats off to you, Matthew, for just embracing it. Like you are like you are pure example of someone who's just embracing my stomach and just thinks yeah I stammer sure and like and it's just so inspiring to see that now you're a very inspiring person for people who are struggling with their stammer and you're just like 
yeah, it, I just stammer on a few words, but why should I let it define me? And that's so great, like your best friend, like my friends are amazing and like, yeah. they've helped me. And I doing this pod, one of the reasons for doing this podcast was to build my confidence in new people, but also to meet new inspiring people. And I've met so many people from all around the world who I've never had the chance to meet before, but also talk to people who I would never have been able to speak to, like talking to Ed Balls or like Drew Lynch, who was a runner on, like Mr. JWW, who's a YouTuber. So yeah. many people who stammer, like there's such a hidden community. And it's just amazing to see like people embrace it and like talk about it. So I got a question that I don't prep my guests with. When you think of someone famous who stammers, who do you think of and why? That's a very good question. Um, famous, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, um, yeah and that's nice. that's be, that's because I watched a, I don't know if it was on an award show or something, but I saw it on youtube and he, he just oh he, he opened up about it and he's like oh i i i was known as the weird kid in school and i thought i thought i could like relate to what he said because you are known as the weird kid but then he said he found his passion which was music and at that point i i loved i've always loved planes but i hadn't quite loved it to the point where it, it helped me and when he said that i kind of woke up in 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 sort of case and thought actually if he can find his passion and his stammer can sort of stop, like now, I don't think I've ever heard him stammer. You hear him sing as well, like he never does. No. And I thought, well, I've always loved planes. Why don't I try and get back, back into it? And ever since then, like, if there was a turning point, it was that night watching YouTube and hearing that he did. I never knew that he did. I ended up researching for, for like hours in bed. I was so intrigued buy it and um so yeah it was thanks to whoever posted it on youtube that i kind of was able to regain passion with aviation and learn that it's normal like it was do you do you remember on international stammering wednesday last day when he did a cbb's bedtime story yeah about a book of someone who started and that was just unreal to see the amount of coverage that it got but also the amount of people who sent me a link to that article was like, it's actually making, it makes a difference. Like you see someone like Ed Sheeran, but did you know that Stormzy stammers? I didn't, no. Did, yeah. I didn't know that, no. So that's why you don't really see him doing media interviews. You re really? rarely see him doing media interview because that's because of his stammer. But like, oh, wow. There's so many people like Elvis Presley stammered, Rowan Atkinson stammered, yeah, which makes yeah. sense, sort of like the Mr. Bean character. And when you think about it, was Mr. Bean his sort of persona of someone with a stammer? Like, it makes you wonder. But there are so many people out there that I just think people don't realise that Nicole Kidman, oh, there was one person with her who's an actress and the actress's brother who are both famous but Kylie Minogue stammered which I had no idea about until recently no idea there's so many people like Joe Biden Winston Churchill King George yeah 
it's just like this is what I love about the topic is that it's such an interest like there's so many discoveries but no one knows about them and like it's still seen as a pity subject however it's not though so to round up this lovely episode I would absolutely love to ask you um to round up this lovely episode of Ethan, could you give three pieces of advice to someone who stammers, but also three pieces of advice to someone who doesn't stammer? What would they be? Of course I can. So my first bit of advice is to someone who stammers is talk about it because I spent years and years bottling it up, not talking to to anyone, and it's not good. You've got to talk about it. Even if you write write it down, just get it off your chest because the more you keep it in, the worse your speech is going to be. Like, you literally... I got to, I couldn't talk because I was just so scared to open it. So even if you just write it down, just get it off your chest so you can then move on to the next day and talk. Um, my second bit of advice is to stop avoiding certain words so if you know you're gonna stammer on a word like um love or or something don't avoid that word say it because the more you say that word the the less and less you will stammer on it or in some cases in some cases obviously not but you've got to find what works for you so i definitely would say stop avoiding it and tip three showcase your 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 skills exactly what ed sheeran did you've got to be able to find your passion and your love because once you find that your confidence builds your self-esteem builds and then all of a sudden you can string together a sentence or a paragraph and you will be surprised that you'll be so grateful for for finding what you love and doing what you love my advice to people that don't stammer but have to but obviously work with people that do or have friends that do, um, don't interrupt them. That's the worst thing you could ever do because it it, it can always put the, the other person down without you meaning to. It can affect them. Um, so yeah, don't 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 try and jump like their words or guess their words. And do you know what? Don't take the mic, don't pick on them because again like that has such a long-term effect on someone like that person may never not they probably will they probably will talk again but they may take months and months maybe years to to then find their confidence to talk so just try and be nice to them listen to them but show that you're listening so if that means keep eye contact keep it because the summer won't last however they will get that word out um and i always found that being told to take a breath and slow down was the worst because if you're in the middle of trying to say a letter you can't just kind of stop and and breathe so again as 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 nice as you're thinking you're trying to be by telling them to take a breath and slow down you could also annoy them or or get in the head and then they'll just stammer for so much longer so yeah wow they were great pieces of advice and actually lots of new pieces of advice as well so that's also very and like it's 
What I love is that there's always at least one piece of advice that every single guest has said. So, Ethan, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. What you're doing is absolutely incredible. So it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Keep going. The podcast is amazing. I love it. Thank you. That has made me very, very happy, and that has also made my day. So thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode today. As I mentioned, we've got some really exciting guests coming on, and I'm very excited to see the podcast grow. We are now on TikTok as well, where we post different staring situations that may help you if you stand for also. For those who don't, we're also on Instagram and Twitter, where we post all our exciting updates and facts. But also, join us on Facebook to join the Stammer Stories for community. It's a community for people who stammer all around the world to unite and share advice with each other. But also, um, as, as this episode will be going up before the deadline, I've been nominated for a Positive Role Model Award, and I would absolutely love it if you could vote for me. So there's a link to be voting in the description of this episode. It would be incredible if you could vote for me. So thank you. And I will see you next time in two weeks with our next guest. Thanks. Bye.